welcome back to Mental Health Spots. Happy New Year, everybody. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. I can't believe it's 2022. Wow. We made it. We survived. Now what? My first podcast of the year, and you know, I've been thinking, I've been rocking my brain because there's so many different things related to mental health that I can talk about on here. Um, But the one thing I've really been avoiding for months is really diving into my grief. Um, but I'm not going to avoid it anymore. I'm here. And so this episode is going to be about me checking in with myself and sharing with all of you how the past year has been for me. I lost my father almost a year ago. It's going to be a year, January 18th. I lost him to COVID-19. In case you are a new listener and you are just tuning in, if you want to hear more about that, um, you can check out previous episodes. I realize that I'm talking about grief, so I do want to put it out there that if this is something that is very triggering for you, if you feel like you are not in the headspace to listen to a discussion about grief, please stop listening now. So, I like to be candid with you guys about how I'm doing because I think it's important that therapists share their humanity. I have been criticized about this in the past by a handful of people that have expressed, well, you're a therapist, it doesn't look right that you're so vulnerable publicly. And you know what? People mean well. Um, People are ultimately, I mean, not everyone, but the vast majority of human beings, I believe, in my heart, have good intentions, and I'm certain that, you know, it didn't come from a place of harm. I'm certain that, you know, these people were maybe just trying to look out for me, maybe, you know, trying to give me a heads up, like, hey, you know, you don't want to put too much of your stuff out there, because not everyone is going to utilize the information for good. I get it. But I think that the good outweighs the bad. There's always a risk involved when you're honest on a public platform. This is a public platform. My Instagram is a public platform. And so there's always a risk involved when you share your life with others. Um, 
I recently got engaged. And of course, in true Olivia fashion, what did I do? I posted a photo of my ring. Of course, I'm excited. I want to share it. God forbid what happens if something goes wrong in my relationship. I'm not saying that it will, but anything is possible. Then what do I do? I gotta, I gotta hide from social media for a while, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always a risk when you share your life with other people that things may not work out or that, you know, someone may have something negative to say about something that you're expressing. But in my opinion, again, the good outweighs the bad. I feel that it's so important for therapists to show their humanity. It is so important for all of you to know that we as therapists do struggle, do have our own unique set of issues, and we are learning and we are growing with our clients, and we have to lead by example. And we're always encouraging our clients to be vulnerable and be open and who are we not to do the same if we're encouraging that and so time to be vulnerable time to be open how am I really doing rather how have I been this past year um I've been having a lot of dreams about my dad and you know the little the little nugget of spirituality that exists in me tries to convince me convince me that perhaps it's a visitation dream maybe he is saying hello I like to think that um but he pops up all the time in my dreams I feel like I was somebody else before he died. And now this new Olivia exists. And so after he died, I feel like my identity changed. And I'm looking for a way to accept and even embrace that the old me ain't coming back. This is the new me. This is the me after my father has died. So that's been hard. Cause I think I spent a year maybe trying to get back who I used to be. Realizing that it's just not possible. And maybe that's not entirely a bad thing, right? How do you like my reframing there? Um, I think for me, what's made this a particularly unique and challenging situation has been... um, 
the fact that I lost one parent and assumed the role of a caregiver for another parent right away. My father was my mother's full-time caregiver. Obviously, I helped, but he did the heavy lifting. And when he passed, all of that fell on me. And I don't know any other nice way to put that. I mean, I know that sounds wrong, like it fell on me, like... I like to be really honest. It's not easy taking care of another human being. It's not. And that certainly doesn't mean that I don't love my mother more than anyone or anything in the world because she is my number one, my number two, and my number three. I mean, she is everything. But it's not easy. It's definitely had its growing pains. And I think the combination of having lost a parent and going straight into another role, an important role, a role that consists of keeping another human being alive, it's been, it's been challenging. All of that while managing my job as a therapist. It's been very difficult. I've had a lot of breakdowns. Um, a lot of moments where I have felt burnt out. A lot of moments where I have felt like I just can't do this anymore. Um, I am an only child. Well, I'm my mother's only child. My father had other children in previous relationships. Um, and so I, I don't really have anyone that I can sort of just be like, hey, like, can you take over so I can get a break? Um, unfortunately, like, I have an amazing caregiver. She's a teenage girl. Um, she comes once or twice a week and helps me with my mom. She is lovely. Um, and then I have another lady that comes once a month to sort of just give me a break. Um, so I do have some help now. For a while, I had no help. It was just... I mean, people do what they can do. You know, my family, they come they come over when they can. You know, they keep my mom company when they can. But at the end of the day, everyone has their lives, their responsibilities, and rightfully so. You know, you want people to resume a sense of normalcy. I recognize that although my father's death has been challenging for me, it's also been challenging for my family. In their own way, they are still grieving. Um, and so I recognize that facts that it's going to be the most difficult transition and grieving process for me and my mom, obviously. And I even think more for my mom than for me. Because that was her husband. That was her husband. She slept with him every single night. When I was not here and I was out, you know, creating my own life and my own journey, they were together. So it's, maybe it's not necessarily more what she feels, it's different. It's a different type of grief 
to lose a husband versus a parent. Um, and it's all painful. But the point I'm trying to make is I understand that it's extremely difficult for both me and my mom, but also recognize that my family care deeply about my father and they have their own grieving process to go through and experience. And of course, they, they come when they can. Um, they visit when they can. But I mean, again, people do what they can do. And I have been in for a rude awakening that being a caregiver can feel very lonely. And again, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I fully comprehend that, you know, people have to move on with their lives and that she is my mother and I have to step up and I have stepped up, but it doesn't change the fact that it can get lonely, overwhelming, frustrating, um, And I think that people have this concept where, you know, she's your mom, so you need to just suck it up and do it, and do it happily and joyfully. Um, at least I've, I've heard that a couple times. Um, you know, she's your mom, you should be happy to be doing this, you should be happy to be taking care of her full-time, etc. It's very easy to tell someone how they should and shouldn't feel, right? Um, And again, I want to say, preface it with, nobody wants to hurt you. Nobody's trying to hurt you. Nobody's out to get you. At least nobody that loves you or cares for you on some level. Um, People just share their opinions, their feelings, their thoughts. People see the world from their perspective, they see the world the way the way they see it through their lenses and so for some people that's how it is just suck it up do it with a smile on your face etc and you know what that's valid for them but for me it feels like a slap in the face to hear that because you're not in my shoes you didn't just lose a parent and have to assume a whole new role And so that's been hard for me, I guess, hearing how some people feel about how I'm doing as a caretaker, the kind of job that I'm doing. Um, that, That part has been very difficult for me. And I've had a hard time, I guess, maneuvering my feelings surrounding that, um, And so I just kind of stay away from those kind of comments. And again, people may be well-intentioned and it's it's possible that it's just me, that I'm just not in a position to be receptive to that kind of feedback right now because I'm entirely too raw from everything that I've gone through. And that's okay. Again, people see the world from their own lenses. It doesn't mean anybody's bad. It doesn't mean that you are bad. It's just the way it is. People have different feelings, thoughts, opinions. Everyone handles situations in completely different ways. You know, um, mm. 
one of the people in my family, um, not to put her business out there, obviously, I'm not going to say any names or anything like that, but um, she actually experienced several miscarriages, and I had no idea until she finally talked about it. So the reason I bring that up is because that's how she coped with it. She coped with it silently, you know, in her own way, in her own time. Whereas me, I'm the kind of person that I'm more vocal and expressive about my feelings. Neither way is right nor wrong. It's just what works for you. And you know what? Maybe someone else in my shoes would do things differently. Maybe someone else would be super womaning it up and would be like, yo, like, yeah, I lost a parent, but I have another one. And let me be happy about this and let me do my thing and run around joyfully but you know what maybe that person doesn't have underlying mental health issues like I do maybe that person isn't being affected by their grief like I have or maybe that person doesn't have a trauma history or maybe that person didn't watch their father deteriorate before their eyes slowly but surely um you have to remember I had COVID and my father had COVID and nobody could be with me I didn't have the option of having anyone sit with me at the hospital when I was with my dad when I was allowed to be with him because eventually I was asked to leave I I did not have the option of having anyone hold my hand and help me make decisions and choices all the choices about his life I made All the nurses and the doctors that looked hopeless and bleak, I saw that by myself. So we have to consider the whole person, right? And I guess I'm being open with you guys because this is my safe space and this is my platform and you know that I don't believe, I don't believe in being nasty and being cruel. Um, That's just not who I ever want to be. So when I talk about things, I talk about things from my experiences as far as how it affected me, but never do I want it to be in a way that makes anyone look bad? Because at the end of the day, people are doing the best they can by you. People are trying to be there for you the way they know how to be there for you. And that way might not work for you. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or you. And that is something I've had to learn. I need something very specific right now from people and if I'm not receiving that it's completely acceptable for me to take space from people that are not providing that and their inability or unwillingness or refusal to provide it doesn't mean that they are nasty bad evil people it just means that they know how to show show support in a certain way that is not compatible with me at the moment and it's been hard 
to accept that because sometimes I just feel like, well, man, like, is there something, is there something wrong with me that I just, I'm not snapping out of this depression or this grief? Like, shouldn't I be over this by now? And I have to think about what I would say to my clients or a close friend or a family member or my fiance. What would I say? I certainly wouldn't say you should be over it by now. I would say it makes sense that you're not over it. My father died from COVID-19 and we are still in the thick of this pandemic. How can I move on realistically when COVID is in every news story, in every article, in every conversation? That's just, that's just a fact. So, more specific to the grief, I feel like I was cheated. I feel angry that my father didn't have the opportunity to get the vaccine because he passed away before it came out. Um, He would have absolutely gotten it. So, I'm angry that he didn't get that chance. Um, while I am a good person and I love the fact that there's so many people out there including myself that have survived COVID at the same time I question well why couldn't my dad survive too and I want to be honest with you guys because those are normal thoughts you can absolutely be happy for people that are surviving and also at the same time, feel cheated that your loved one did not survive. Those feelings can absolutely exist at the same time. You're only human for feeling them. So I do feel that way. I feel cheated. Um, I don't know how I'm supposed to continue to live without him, but I'm trying. Um, When I got engaged, I started crying, of course, because of all the emotions that were inside of me as it relates to my relationship, but in large part because my father couldn't see me get engaged. And my relationship has had a lot of ups and downs, but I've prayed really hard for me and Fernando to get to the space that we are today. And I know that my dad would be very happy about how things are going today with us. And the fact that he wasn't around to celebrate that moment, or that he won't be around to walk me down the aisle 
these are things that um, affect me. And then, of course, ever since my father passed away, now I'm left with the reality that I only have one parent left and I'm constantly panicking and worrying that something will happen to my mom. Or to my fiance. My separation anxiety from my fiance has increased so much. I've always had it to a certain extent because I'm just a needy person. (laughs) But since my father's passing, I just, I boohoo cry whenever we have to say goodbye to each other. And whenever I leave the house for extended periods at a time, I also get so worried about my mom and I'm just calling her every two minutes and making sure that she's okay. And it's weird too because it's like as much as it's painful and it leaves a hole in your heart there's also a part of you that's kind of relieved because it's like every time the phone rings it isn't going to be someone telling you that your loved one is dead because they're already gone When my father was in the hospital fighting for his life, every time my phone would ring, I would just panic. This is gonna be the call. This is gonna be the moment that they tell me that he's not gonna make it. I'll never forget. It was like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. on the 18th. If I'm not mistaken. And that's when I was on the phone with the nurse's station and they were saying, We're trying to stabilize him. He's not doing well. And I just remember feeling like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. Shout out to my fiance too because he's really stepped up and helped me a lot with my mom. He comes over and he feeds her. He gives her massages. It's very sweet. Um, He helps me transport her. It's also just heartbreaking to think about the fact that my mom 
was at one time a healthy, mobile woman and went from that to someone that is fully dependent on on care that is in constant pain it's crazy because in my mind like I always want to remember her walking and in all my dreams that I have that she's in she's always walking But it's becoming harder and harder to remember her like that because she's just deteriorated so much over the years and it's hard to watch. So that's how I'm doing. That's how I've been. So grateful for everyone that has shown me love and support during this time. Super grateful even for the ones that have said things that I have not exactly wanted to hear because I know that their intentions were true and pure. Um, just grateful for everyone. And... I feel fortunate to be surrounded by so much support, just emotionally speaking. I know that I can, you know, turn to a handful of people at any given time and open up about my feelings, my grief, my struggles. Um, Everyone in my life, whether they're currently in it or not, is amazing. Um, amazing, 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 strong people that I just really take notes from and draw strength from every single day through just watching them and their example. So... I'm here, I survived 2021, quite possibly the hardest year of my life. Um, and I'm ready to start doing more than just surviving. I'm ready to start thriving again. Um, I don't exactly know how to start or how to get there, but I know that my body and my soul feels prepared to start coming into this person that now exists, this new Olivia, the person that's living and breathing right now after my dad's passing. I need to come into that person and learn to exist as that person, and I'm ready, but I just don't know where to start. If you guys have any suggestions, feel free to hit me with some. Um, but I just feel 
guess afraid that I won't ever be able to be fully happy. I've lost my grandparents. I lost my childhood best friend. These were incredible, great losses. I was very sad. I was grief-stricken. Um, I think about my best friend every day. I think about my grandparents all the time. And so, yes, I was so affected by that. But losing a parent feels differently. It's a different type of pain. If you've lost a parent, feel free to chime in and let me know if what I'm saying makes sense to you. spirit of just 2022 I want to work on loving myself more showing myself the compassion that I show others um, being kind to myself allowing myself to feel whatever it is that I feel and not judge the emotions that come up for me um, I want to start working on being a great wife. I hope to be a great wife. I certainly have not been the perfect girlfriend. Um, damn good one in a lot of ways. Fallen short in others. But I know that if there's one thing that rings true about me is that I am respectful and I do value healthy communication and I've always, always, always maintained that throughout my relationship. And so I just look forward to being a wife and those areas where I do fall short, strengthening that and also continuing to do the wonderful things that I have been doing up until now. Um, I look forward to spending time with my mom. Um, my mom is my priority. So wherever I go, she goes. And my fiance knows that. So the three of us are going to be bunking together. Um, what else? What other goals do I have for 2022? Obviously career goals. I want to keep growing in this field. I want to make a splash. I really want to just get out there and help more and more people every day. Something I really want to do, I really want to make peace with the fact that not everyone is going to agree with me or like me. I want to make peace with that. I want to celebrate that. I want it to be something to celebrate versus something to cry about or feel sad about. I want to be an individual. I want to be true to myself 
and in being true to yourself, there will be people that don't get it and that's okay. I really appreciate having this space. I feel really connected to this space. And sometimes I am in complete disbelief that anyone actually listens to what I have to say. Again, that's my imposter syndrome kicking in. But um, it really means a lot. And I know I say that every single time. But it just bears repeating that it means so much to me that you listen to me and that you know me, you know my stories, you know what I've been through and it just means a lot and I wish I knew every single one of you that listens to my podcast so that I could give you a hug. Whether you love it or not, you know, whether you love my podcast or you're just like, nah, it's not my thing. I just want to hug you regardless because you you gave it a chance. And that's something to be grateful for. Um, I'm sending so much love to all of you. Please be safe. I want to see each and every single one of you kicking ass and taking names in 2022. And in order for me to see that, it requires you being safe. Because this Omicron, Omerion, whatever, variance, because apparently that's the joke. Omerion, Omerion. My accent be, be affecting the way I say things. But the, the point is, this variant is really contagious, so please be safe. And I'll catch you guys next time.